You're listening to Purposeful Woman Podcast. This is a show that will help equip you to build healthy relationships so that you'll have the foundation you need to create a fulfilled life. Hello, everyone. My name is Yolanda Postel. I'm a relationship coach and the host of Purposeful Woman. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Let's get into this episode. Are you in a serious relationship and considering marriage? Or are you already engaged? Maybe you are single and desire to be married, but just have not found the right person for you yet. If so, this is the episode for you. There is a joke, and I don't know who said it, um, that marriage is something people rush into, but run to get out of. And when I first heard it, I thought it was funny. I, I didn't even really think about what he was saying. I just thought it was something hilarious. But after what I've seen after living a few years, I could say that there is some truth to that. Marriage is definitely not something to be rushed into. It should be done with careful consideration. And of course, it should be with someone that you love. That being said, of course, people get married for a myriad of reasons, but It's great to make sure that you're getting married for the right ones to give your relationship a chance. The day I met my husband, uh, I was at work. I wasn't thinking about meeting someone. As a matter of fact, meeting someone was the very last thing on my mind. It was brought to my attention that There was a nice looking gentleman at the front desk, of course. I peeked around the corner and I saw my husband and my eyes lit up. He was, he was fine, y'all. And so, you know, I went back to my work, just didn't even think anything further and just proceeded to go about my day. And I stepped outside to um, go have a break. I was actually on my way to my car. I was going to leave and go somewhere else uh, to just pick up a little snack for the afternoon. And I heard this person say, excuse me, excuse me. And I turned around and it was my husband. And so we sat out there and talked for, I don't know, what felt like a while. I'm sure it was probably at least an hour But that was the start of our relationship. And, you know, it's interesting because he didn't even work in the same building I worked in, but yet they sent him to where I was that day. But God has a plan, right? And so we dated for two months, broke up because there were some things I just wanted to try to get right for myself and then we got back together for four months dated strong and ended up getting married and I'm not telling you to rush into marriage I would definitely say take your time but I feel that there were some things that we could have had better discussions on and been more prepared for had we really just taken our time Do I regret marriage? Absolutely not. But I think that we just really had some groundwork or had some more discussions off of what our expectations were in regards to marriage and what we thought marriage was supposed to be. 
probably would have avoided a lot of disagreements because I had my own ideas of what marriage was supposed to be like and I know he had his too but a lot of that was just based on my own opinion it didn't mean that that was the way it was it's just the way that I thought things should be there were some things we butted heads on because I was a single parent when I married my husband and so there were some things that I had to step back on and just allow him to do and it wasn't really easy because I still had some trust issues so there were some things that were in me that even though I thought I was 100% there were still some things in me that I had to work out and of course we got through it we worked it out in time premarital counseling or just something of that nature would have definitely helped us hash out some of those issues. I said all that to say, um, you know, everybody wants to fall in love. Everybody wants to be loved. And there are many people that they want to be in a committed relationship. And most likely, I mean, there are some people that don't want to be married. And if that's their choice, so be it. But I know that there are many of you that do want to be married. And one thing we all know is that people love falling in love. There is nothing like the feeling of falling in love. Nothing like knowing that someone um, is returning the, the emotions that you have or that they're on the same page with you. There's that feeling of attraction, all of those things. We all, everybody loved the process of falling in love. I don't know anybody that doesn't. What's interesting is when you look at the process of falling in love and its effect on the body, it, <laughs> it, it almost is like a drug in some cases. And so that's the reason why everybody loves falling in love. It's interesting to see the effects of um, the body's hormones and what the body releases during the process of falling in love. And there's an article that I located and it is called Love Actually, The Science Behind Lust, Attraction, and Companionship. And it is actually from harvard.edu's website. And when a person is in the process of falling in love, the body releases dopamine. So dopamine is produced by the hypothalamus gland and it's released when we do things that feel good. Your body releases norepinephrine um, when you are attracted to somebody. The article states that with Dopamine and norepinephrine in your body combine. These two chemicals make a person feel giddy, energetic, euphoric. There's always that person that you feel like you're on top of cloud nine. You see that person, they just, they are just exuding, laughing, exuding joy and just feeling great. And sometimes if you're not in that space, you may look at them a little cross-eyed because <laughs> they 
can be a little annoyingly in love, right? But then the body releases oxytocin. Yes, I said oxytocin, oxy. Your body releases that as well when you are in the process of falling in love. So with the combination of dopamine, norepinephrine, oxytocin, it's no wonder people are in love with the feeling of falling in love, right? It's no wonder that people sometimes just don't think straight because they their body is just releasing all these feel-good hormones and um, chemicals and you may not be making the best decisions sometimes. And sometimes you may be. But it's interesting to see the the impact of, of love on your body's system. The real deal is marriage is, it's great, it's a beautiful thing, but it does take two people working together. It's going to take more than the initial attraction. It's going to take more than feeling good. It takes a strong dose of reality to have that relationship last a lifetime. And when it comes to what the statistics are for marriage, I mean, let's face it, the statistics are not good. When you marry that person, you're marrying all of them. You're marrying their baggage. You're marrying their family and their family dynamics. If they have childhood trauma, physical trauma, unhealthy communication styles or just ways of doing things, if they have financial issues, you're marrying all of that person. So it's great to really get past the feelings of love and giddiness, which they're great to have, but get down into the meat of the matter as to what is marriage to you? What do you expect? And here's an idea of some of the statistics, and we all know some of them, right? One of the marriage statistics, or I'll just say one, which is 40 to 50% of married couples in the U.S. divorce. That is crazy. I can't remember what website um, I went on, but it said something like 700,000 people get married um, each year, at least that. That's a huge number of people to get married and to end up in divorce. And women actually initiate 69% of all divorces compared to 31% of men. Now that particular statistic, that one really stuck out to me because I had to wonder, is it because we as women, we are sold the fairy tale? And we, from the time we're little, we have Cinderella. We see that story. Cinderella, you know, she's selected by the prince. She's the fairy godmother, the beautiful dress. She's the envy of all the women. There's the Princess Bride movie, right? For those of that may be quite a few years younger than me. There's the Princess Bride. And then you have nowadays... Meghan Markle and and Harry, right? That's the modern day fairy tale. And women, we get caught up in all the things. It's all about the dress and the colors, the cake, preparing for the big moment and the big day.
day. And sometimes when we get caught up in those things, we avoid the the topics that need to be discussed because we don't want to rock the boat, right? There's the size of the ring. The bigger the ring, the more they love you. So some people think. But those red flags are there. And let me tell you, those things that you may choose to ignore, those red flags, those are the things you probably need to be paying attention to because it's those things that may grow into a problem later on. Having better discussions is definitely one way to make sure things go smoothly, right? Because you're getting married for the long haul. You're not getting married so that you can be one of those people that end up divorced. If you find yourself divorced, it doesn't mean life is over, but you want to give your marriage every chance it has to make it. So what can you do to help give your relationship what it needs to beat the odds? Because let's face it, that's some pretty steep odds. Well, one of the things I would ask you is why are you getting married? Why are you engaged? Is it actually for the right reason? Because people get married for various reasons and some of them are right and some of them are wrong. Are you getting married because you're tired of being alone but you don't really love that person? That alone is going to be the nail in the coffin because you can only fake it for so long right that whole fake it till you make it it doesn't work when you're in when you're married and you have to lay down with somebody every night you gotta be sure that that is the person that you want to be with or are you getting pressure from family you're getting older you, you you haven't gotten married yet and so many women They hear, oh, well, you're not married yet. Oh, you don't have kids yet. And so you have that pressure from family or maybe your parents are one of those. When am I getting some grandkids? (laughs) Because we know there's some people that really want grandkids. When am I getting those grandkids? And so you feel, oh, my goodness, I've got to just hurry up and get married. Your biological clock is ticking. Your family's wanting to see you get married and have kids. Maybe your parents are getting older and you're worried. Oh my goodness, my parents, are they going to even live to see me get married? It doesn't matter. All of those are wrong reasons. Or maybe you just feel left out. You see friend after friend after friend walk down the aisle. And you year after year feel like you're the one that's sitting back watching everyone live their lives and you're waiting for your Mr. Right or if you're a gentleman listening to this program, your Mrs. Right to come along and you just want someone. So you jump into marriage. It's the wrong reason. It's the wrong reason. And like I said, you can only fake it for so long until the truth comes out. So what are the right reasons to get married? Of course, the basic ones. You love that person. You love that person. You believe that that is who God brought into your life. You're both ready to commit your lives to each other. 
you're ready to walk down that aisle. And so you're just ready to take that next step. So what does it take or what are some things you can do to set your relationship up for success? Well, one is to have a joint vision. What is the plan for your relationship? Where do you want to go as a couple? What do you want to accomplish long term? What do you, where do you see yourself in five years? What is your idea of what marriage should be? Some of these things will help determine what you're both seeing. Are you both envisioning the same thing? What do you expect from the man as your husband? And husband, what do you expect from the woman as your wife? You don't want to wait until you're married and he's telling you, well, I think you need to do this. I think you need to do that. You don't want to wait until you get married. And then this person is saying, well, I think you do this or my mom did that. Why can't you do it? And you're saying, hold up. That was not what I envisioned for our marriage or that's not what I expect marriage to be. So it's good to have that conversation or what are your expectations? Um, what, is, what is the vision you have for your marriage so that you will know at least do you have the same thing in mind? Are you on the same page? The next thing is faith. Faith is, I think, one of the most important topics especially when children get involved when you have two different religions that is really major because you may be tempted to compromise and say well I know his religion is x mine is y we'll work it out but you may not you may be um a Christian and you have strong Christian values and you marry someone that is a Muslim and they have their own values. And so there are going to be things that come along that conflict as far as how you plan to do things, how you plan to raise children, what's going to be the primary religion. All of that sounds great, but there's the scripture, how can two walk together except they agree. And, um, Forgive me, I cannot recall off the top of my head where it is, but it is important to make sure that you are on the same page. You might be tempted to compromise when it comes to religion, but that's going to be a major issue. And then when it comes to parenting, what are your parenting styles? Do you do you agree with how you're going to discipline your children? Do you agree with how you're going to raise your children? All of these things should be considered and of course, the main thing, money, 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 money. 59% of Americans who have gotten divorced within the past five years said finances played a role in their divorce. Money is something that just cannot be avoided. That is a topic that is going to come up in marriage. In most cases, marriage, you have a saver, you have a spender, and so what is your plan? How are you going to handle bank accounts? How are you going to handle savings? What is that person's finances even like? Are they irresponsible with their finances now? And can you deal with them being irresponsible with their finances? Are you that person that everything is in order? 
Are you the person that you think you're going to handle all the finances? Who's going to handle the finances? Are you going to keep some things separate and some things together? Which is, you know, what I do, but everybody has their own way of doing things. It's so it's important to have that money conversation and not wait until you're married to have it and all of a sudden now you're arguing about money now you're angry now you're at each other's throat because you didn't know he had a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt and you paid yours off and you thought you guys were good so it's important to have that conversation right so you're not arguing and at each other's throats later on one simple way to really help you okay is premarital counseling my husband and I we did not do premarital counseling I think we should have it probably would have helped us tremendously avoid some pitfalls and lots of arguments because again I had my ideas of what marriage should be he had his ideas I had my ideas of how things should be handled, how finances should be handled, how children should be raised. He had his ideas. But because we never went to premarital counseling and sat down and really hashed out those issues, those topics, we had some pretty major arguments. We had some issues and arguments that just we could have completely avoided altogether. Had we just sat down and had the discussion. Now, does that mean that if you go to premarital counseling, all will be well and you will never have any issues? Your relationship will never end up in divorce court? Of course, that doesn't mean that. Nothing is guaranteed. I know some couples that went to premarital counseling And they still have some struggles and they're still having issues. So nothing is um, 100% guarantee. But it is important to really take a look, get past the feelings of, you know, the hormones in your body and the giddiness and the feel goodness and planning the wedding and the cake and all of those things and get down to the nitty gritty of what it takes to be married. Because the cake, the dress, all those things, that is beautiful. You want to have a beautiful wedding day. But let me tell you, that's just one day. That's just one day. And your marriage is going to continue on for years after that. So do what you can to give your relationship that running start, that head start. Because there's so many things in life that can be challenging. And there's nothing worse than being in a marriage that you're struggling in. So make sure you're getting married for the right reason. Make sure that you guys have long talks, communicate what you expect from each other, what you envision, how you're going to raise your children, how you're going to handle your finances, how you're going to handle family that sometimes can be a little overbearing are there any issues that they need to get over or need counseling for individually before you walk down that aisle that 
they need to tackle alone so that they could be healthy for you. But you will never know if you don't have those discussions. Like I said, nothing is perfect. Nothing is guaranteed. But I do want to see your relationship grow. I want to see your relationship thrive. I want to see you have that 10-year anniversary, 1520, right? That's something we all want. Nobody goes into marriage wanting to get divorced. Nobody goes into marriage planning the day that it's going to end, but it happens sometimes. And even in spite of the best counseling and everything, it just happens sometimes. It means just being real, being realistic. And most importantly, pray and seek God. Pray and seek God. Is that the person that God wants you to be with? What has he told you? Because you can have your own ideas of how things will be, but one thing I do believe in is to acknowledge him in all of your ways. He will direct your path. He will lead you and guide you in the direction he wants you to go. If you're about to make a mistake and walk down the aisle and become unified with someone that God does not want for you, I believe that God will tell you through his Holy Spirit. He will tell you. But again, it's up to you to listen. I believe God speaks. It's up to us to listen. It's up to us. And so I wish you all the best in your relationship. I pray that your relationship lasts for many years, that you grow, that you thrive, that you're getting married for the right reason, that you love each other, and that you want to see each other grow. Hope that you'll become the best version of yourselves for each other and that you will live many long, healthy, happy years together. Now, I am not a therapist. I am not a counselor. I'm just someone that's here to share a little bit of the wisdom I've gained through the years. Well, that concludes this week's podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean to subscribe to Purposeful Woman. And don't forget to rate and review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Yolanda M. Postel. Go to movingtowardspurpose.com to sign up for my email list so you'll receive updates from me and also a free download of my ebook, 10 Keys to Build a Successful Relationship. And as you go through your day, remember, relationships are the foundation for a fulfilled life.